I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word processing <laughs> and processes or processes. Sitting down and reading with the same articulation diction for hours straight was longer and harder than I imagined. I'm excited for you to hear the stories of my mom and stories about my dad, which are frankly hard to tell. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet professor of psychiatry Daniel J. Siegel, pastor David Marvin, and creator of the PBS show Faith and Justice, Reverend Jackie Lewis. Managing anxiety in daily life is no easy feat, but it is possible. Tune in to hear Daniel Siegel talk about his workbook for reducing anxiety and cultivating mindfulness. David Marvin on how his experiences as a Christian youth pastor led him to address anxiety through his faith. And Dr. Jackie Lewis on how rule-breaking kindness can heal our divisive culture and soothe the soul. Plus, get the inside scoop on their experiences recording their audiobooks. Enjoy! Hi, my name is Dan Siegel, and I'm the author of Becoming Aware. I wrote this book because people were so excited about the ideas of the book Aware that they wanted a practical guide, a workbook, for learning the wheel of awareness practice. And in this book, you'll see exactly how, step by step, you can not only learn the practice, but journal what the experience is like for you to learn how to integrate consciousness, what the wheel of awareness allows you to do. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. Because this book highlights the key elements of the wheel of awareness and then offers the reader an invitation to dive deeply into the nature of the mind. And I've spent my whole career going deeply into how to offer people ways of understanding their mind and bringing well-being into their lives. So it was fun for me to do the audiobook. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the word processing <laughs> and processes or processes and so I always had to see that word and practice it in my mind before I would say it. I'm proud that I was able to really learn how to distill complex ideas into simple, accessible ways that the listeners will be able to integrate consciousness. Now, that sounds like a complicated thing to do, but actually integration is a profound way that we differentiate elements of a system, like the system of consciousness, and then link those differentiated elements to each other. When you distinguish different elements of consciousness from each other and then link them, that's what we mean by integrating consciousness. And amazingly, this allows you to focus your attention in a stronger way, open an awareness so that you can become more receptive, and then build kind intention. That opening of awareness allows you to receive what's there, the kind intention allows you to bring a gentleness and compassion to your experience and the experience of people in the world around you. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast John O'Donohue in that role. Now, John was a poet. He was a, an old Irish Catholic priest. He was a mystic. He was a philosopher. And he was a dear friend. 
And John and I used to call each other twins, even though we didn't quite look the same. But when we would teach together, we would teach about the importance of awareness and opening the mind to new ways of living. And if John were still alive today, I would love for him to record in his mellifluous voice, this full of melody and joy and love, this book on becoming aware. One of my favorite audiobooks was narrated by Benedict Cumberbatch, who is a wonderful actor who really got the ideas of the author, the physicist Carlo Rovelli. And the title of the book is The Order of Time, and it's an absolutely mind-blowing journey into the nature of time through the science of physics, and especially the way Cumberbatch was able to do it was so inspired because he was obviously in love with the ideas and really got them. I listen to audiobooks in all sorts of places. I listen to them in a car if I'm driving long distance. I listen when I'm sometimes exercising. I listen when I'm not in the mood to do, um, which I often do, a mindful hike. I will do an audiobook hike, just intentionally saying that's what I'm going to do on this hike. And I find when my body's moving is a great time to listen to audiobooks. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. In each moment of our waking lives, there is a constant flow of energy and information filtering through our minds. We can find a way to build our well-being so that we can be open to any objects of attention, sensation, memory, imagination, so that we do not have to exclude these from awareness. Imagine having a mind that can simply have a bring-it-on stance, open from the inside out to whatever life brings our way. This is David Marvin. The reason I wrote this book is because I am passionate about seeing young men and women who are at epidemic levels of anxiety experience peace. So many of them don't understand what God's Word actually teaches about anxiety. And so this was a resource created out of 10 years of experience working firsthand with young adults on how to help them connect the dots between what God's Word actually says and how it relates to combating their anxiety. If I had to describe recording my audiobook in one word, it would be surprising. And if I had another sentence, I would say it was surprisingly more difficult than I expected. And the reason for that is sitting down and reading with the same articulation, diction, for hours straight was longer and harder than I imagined. My dream narrator would be Michael Caine or Alfred from the Batman series. There's something incredible about the British accent and specifically about his British accent. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved was Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I'd never heard a performance and the way he as an actor integrated his acting abilities into how he narrated that book. I love listening to audiobooks while I do anything, whether it's driving in the car, exercising, the fact that I can go anywhere and travel to a fictional place or be informed and educated on something is incredible. Huge audiobook fan. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. What do you think Jesus preached about when he gave a sermon? Remember, it was 2,000 years ago, so he probably wasn't warning of the dangers of dating apps, Zoom fatigue, 
or Netflix and chilling. We have some of Jesus' preaching recorded in the Bible, including his most famous talk called the Sermon on the Mount, because he delivers it from a mountainside. In this teaching, Jesus addresses the topic of anxiety. Imagine that. I guess people have been anxious for a long time. Hi, this is the Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis, author of Fierce Love. I wrote my book because my heart had been cracked wide open for some time about the way it seemed that religion was causing a lot of hurt and pain around the globe. In the name of religion, honor killings of women or kidnapping of women, In the name of religion, planes turned into missiles to topple towers. In the name of religion, the Holocaust. In the name of religion, white supremacy that led to lynchings or the murder of black boys. I just was so concerned about it and started wondering what would happen if people of faith had a more grown-up faith, or I would have said a more grown-up relationship with a grown-up God. And I wanted to be able to speak about this feeling that I had about our better angels in a way that it could speak to secular people and people of faith. I knew, as a psychologist of religion, that all the world's major religions call us to love our neighbor as ourselves in some way. And I realized that the kind of love I wanted to speak about was fierce, sacrificial, demanding, Love that starts with self, love that moves to neighbor, love that moves to the world. And hence came this baby. Nine years almost in incubation and nine months to ride it during COVID and after a fire. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, I would say amazing. <laughs> amazing to hear your words read out loud by yourself directed by helpful coaches so that your spoken word can communicate what you hoped your written word communicated. Amazing to put this in the world. I was stunned to find out how hard it is to say the word advocacy. What? Advocacy. Every time I saw it on the page, get ready, here it comes. Advocacy. Why is that so hard? (laughs) I don't know. I'm really proud that when there were times in the text that I was moved, teary, giddy, I was able to, with the help of my director, just keep those feelings that would have been punctuation in the recording. I was able to be authentic. And I'm excited for you to hear the stories of my mom, who I lost four years ago, and what that evokes in me, and stories about my dad, which are frankly hard to tell, but also prove to me how powerful and real it is that people change. My dad is heroic in this manuscript, and I'm excited for you to meet both my parents, who are my first fierce loves. 
If I wasn't going to record this audiobook, I would be thinking about Viola Davis. That voice, wow, I'd love that. And if not her, maybe Shaka Khan, (laughs) who's such a fierce singer. I would imagine how she might put this text to music. The last audiobook that I listened to was President Obama's most recent book. I read it, and I'm still listening. But the kind of beauty of the cadence of his speech, the Obama-ness of him, was so beautiful to hear that it encouraged me to think my real voice in this audiobook might encourage someone as well. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is sitting on the floor in my living room in front of the fire. Fires feel like you should be close to them. So I love sitting on the floor on a pillow with my back to the sofa, listening there. And I'm often a multitasker, but I like to be still when I'm listening to an audiobook. So it feels like I'm reading. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I fall in and out of love with myself every year, sometimes on the same day. I'll preach a sermon that really lands, then open my email that evening and see I've received yet another hateful message from a stranger. Apparently, a woman in a leadership position still rankles some. Or I'll be standing at the grill, enjoying the smell of smoke on the breeze, and decide to call my 85-year-old dad because barbecuing is our shared passion. I tell him some personal things, some celebratory things, and he says something he thinks is funny but is actually awkward and a little painful. Old wounds flood my heart, and I'm back in my 18-year-old story, feeling sorrow and uncertainty. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.